Round, round, get around, I get around, yeah, round, round. Woo! I get around, I get around, woo! Hello, and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies. The podcast for Matt and Todd, this time just Matt and Todd, Todd, went to a movies, we saw a movie at our local Regal Theater, and now we're sitting in Matt's Honda Pilot, and you know what, we're going to talk about this darn movie. We are going to discuss such things as, should you see this movie, should you not see this movie, should you wait for streaming, should you definitely make it out of your house to see it in theaters, should you bring snacks, is this movie going to make you mad? We hope to touch on all of these subjects, and maybe more, but we make no promises. I am Todd Dover. And I'm Matt Malloy, and yes, welcome to the episode. We saw a movie tonight, it's called The Fablemen. The Fablemens. Men's, yeah. Fablemens. S at the end. It's called The Fablemens. Woo! Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we watched it, and there's some famous uh, people in this movie. Um, Michelle Williams of Dawson's Creek fame. Yes. Of course. She, she was discovered there. Uh, other things, but that's probably where you, you have a... That was her first gig, yeah. her her burst onto the scene at age 15. Well, we all know how much of a fan you are of Dawson's Creek. So. Yes, at least the at least the first few seasons. Uh-oh. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Michelle Williams is in this. Uh, we've got Seth Rogen in this movie. Uh, we've got uh, Judd Hirsch making an appearance. Uh, we've got... Wait, who's Judd Hirsch? The old guy? Oh, yes. Yeah, Uncle okay. Bruno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just don't know that guy by his name. Oh, uh, okay. I know he's been in a ton of stuff, and I was like, hey, right. that guy. But I've never... Right. Judd Hirsch. Now, now I know. Now you know. Um, Greg Grunberger is in this. <laughs> uh, and David Lynch is in this, too. Uh, as as a little bit part. Um, let me see. Who who did I miss? I'm uh, sure I missed Paul Dano. Paul Dano. Is the dad. The dad, yes. He was also just the Riddler in the uh, first Batman movie. He's been in a ton of stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Anyone else? Um, no, I think that's, that's, it, that's it for me. Okay. Well, that's it for everyone then. Um, so, so there you go. A few famous folks. Um, what is this movie about? This movie, uh, is focused on, uh, the, on Sam Fableman, who, uh, is, we see grow up on screen, and, um, he takes an interest in making movies at a young age. Um, and, uh, we see him grow up and make movies and we see his family grow and change and we see, um, him striving and struggling towards the goal of being a, some kind of movie maker in the world of life. And I mean, that's at the heart of it. That's the story that's told. Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, I'll leave it at that. 
I will say this is a Steven Spielberg movie, and I don't know how autobiographical it is about Steven Spielberg, but for sure we can extrapolate that probably Steven Spielberg grew up wanting to make movies and yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that, like... Did you know that? Some, yeah, that, uh, I'm sure this is quite the reimagining of what his life was sure. and stuff like that, but... At the heart of it, I guess he's trying to capture that he always wanted to make movies, and like you said, it's I feel like it's probably very semi autobiographical, right? Um, I think a lot of things probably were done in this movie because it's still a movie at the end of the day, and they gotta throw in different stuff, right? So <clears throat> Just so, my uh, opinion. If, yes. if we're wrong, Stephen, and you want to come on our podcast <laughs> and let us know what your life was really like, yes. and if it mirrored this movie, then uh, you know you're more than welcome. I know you're a listener. Yes, yes, a known listener. Um, so anyway, all right. So there's your your setup, uh, Todd. Uh, I've served you up a big, juicy softball mm. of a. Uh, uh. Set up, uh, hit it out of the park for us, and tell us your gut reaction to... Here we go. The Fablemans. I'm swinging. Swinging okay. for the fences. Um, so I'll start with the things that I like about this movie. And, and um, this, mu- this movie's very beautifully shot. Like, there's just a ton of just very pretty scenes. Like, and... and I mean, I guess stuff that you expect from, at this point, a Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. movie. I mean, especially if you saw West Side Story, I think this one see like f- this one felt a lot of like that movie, and it, obviously they're they're not similar at all. But in the f- in the way everything was shot, it felt like like he very similar. Um, um, at times, super colorful shots. At times, lighting is used very importantly to kind of frame shots and to make things happen. Um, body placement in the picture frame is like, all that is super on point for this movie. Like I, it's been a while since I've watched the movie and just go like, wow, like this, like, I don't, I don't know a ton about that kind of stuff, but I feel like there's so much expertise being shown here as far as like, how you shoot things and where the lighting should be and, and, and placement of people and framing and all that kind of stuff. And so I like I spent most of the movie just going like, wow, like that's a really cool shot or wow, like that looks really kind of beautiful. Um, I thought some of the performances were really good. I thought Paul Dano did uh, like very good job with the character he played and the, the the guy who plays the main character I thought he did pretty well um and I thought that the story is I I think overall I liked the story and it was engaging uh, and this is where I'm going to transition into things that I didn't like about this movie is that yes. uh this movie and I feel like I'm going to say this nine times out of ten for movies nowadays. This movie's too long. Like, and I feel feel like there was stuff thrown in this movie that, I mean, maybe it actually happened and it was important to him to have it in the movie, but sometimes it just felt really jarring. Like, we would go down these side routes 
and you'd get pretty heavily into these these side plots and, and stuff like that. And then at an abrupt moment, they would kind of end and you'd be shot back to the main story about a kid who wants to make movies. Like, and so at times I felt like this is just in here because they're trying to round out a movie. Like, um, and, and it seems like the more stuff that happened like that, the less interested I was in. Like, it just felt like, oh, well, we can't have a movie without a love interest, or we can't have a movie without serious drama at times, and we can't have a movie without, like, these things that are like, oh, well, all this makes a movie, which, I mean, I guess you can believe that or you're not. I mean, some of the best movies to me don't follow the formula like that, and, and they create something special. This movie, I felt like, had a lot of, we're going to throw this in here, maybe it was real, but to me, it felt like we're going to throw this in here because this is what we feel like a movie needs for people to be engrossed in it. And every time that would happen, I felt myself being less impressed by the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and there's some major storylines in this movie that don't you don't see a conclusion in it. And I felt like we spent so much of the movie introducing these storylines and and these subplots about family and all this kind of stuff. And then it it really, some of them just had no conclusion. And I also didn't like that. It it kind of felt like they ran out of ideas of what to tell in those stories. So it was like, we got to jump back to the main story about, you know, a young Steven Spielberg and his camera and trying to make it in the business and stuff like that. While, you know, the fact that we spent the last two plus hours learning about family members and all this kind of stuff, it all takes a backseat at the end where you're, we're just given the conclusion of kind of the conclusion of his story and that's it. But we spent the last two hours having all these different characters Mm -hmm. and learning about them and stuff like that. So I I thought that was a kind of misstep. And then honestly, the biggest thing that I did not like about this movie and Matt, I feel like you're going to hate me for this is that I, I, I did not like Michelle Williams in this movie. I thought at times her acting was super over the top. And um, I think part of the problem is that I think the writing in this movie wasn't on point. Like there are just some dumb lines that are said um, that I just like had a hard time, like not laughing at like very serious parts where these like kind of insightful lines are said. And I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> that didn't land with me. Like even the, the, the like the first part of the movie, there's a line about how movies are dreams or dreams are like movies, and I was like, "You're reaching really far for this." Like I was like, "This didn't land like I think you wanted it to," at least with me. So um, there's certainly good things about this movie, and 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 like I'm saying, I think there are things that didn't hit with me. I don't know what everyone else is gonna feel about it, but um, you know, I don't think this is a bad movie, and. I don't, I mean, besides, I guess, the beautiful cinematography, I don't really know what's the point of seeing this movie in theaters if it's not, if you're not already excited about it. Like, if you're like, oh man, I want to see that. I'm super interested in Spielberg and I love all his movies and I want to learn more about him and stuff like that. Then yeah, go see this movie in theaters, support it and all that kind of stuff. If you're like the average moviegoer, I'm not going to say this is a good enough movie for me to say, yeah, go see it in theaters. Um, it just kind of is like, 
it's kind of there. Um, beautiful at times, but a letdown at other times. So that's my two cents. Hopefully Matt's not going to rear back and hit me in the face for not liking Michelle Williams in this movie. Uh, you know, I was always more of a Josephine Potter fan. <laughs> so if if Katie Holmes had been in this movie, uh, maybe we'd Got have it. to have some words. But Don't talk you know. ill about Katie. Right. right. Uh, I, I like watching Michelle Williams act, but I agree that this... Uh, role seemed like an awkward one for her yeah. in, in the movie. So, you know, I think you're, I think you're not, you're not wrong about what you said. Um, so I sorry, agree. Michelle. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you're obviously a listener too, <laughs> right? Clearly. Um, I, I spent a lot of the movie trying to remember her actual name. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept going to Jen Lindley, which was her name on uh, Dawson's Creek. But anyway, sorry about that, too. But what did I like about this movie? I think you hit the nail on the head that, um, you know, it was well shot. It was um, that was a good part. Um, I and the other kind of big thing that I liked was that they this kid really wanted to make movies and they really showed a very good integration of that into like his life. Yeah. Um, like he really lived out his life, um, in certain ways and at different stages of his life using filmmaking as a vehicle to move his life in different directions. Um, and I thought that was kind of a cool part of it. Um, what I, We'll also agree on with you on is that this movie was too long. Yeah. This movie was, I think we estimated it's two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, we could have we could have lost some along the way and been fine. Yeah, I think a tight one forty five would have been really good for this movie. Right. Um, and. And the other problem, so I, I, and it goes hand in hand with it being too long. The problem that I have, my biggest problem is that I was not engaged by either the story or the characters very much. Yeah. Um, if we had a three hour movie that was telling a story that I really cared about, that's fine. Yeah. I didn't. Or if we had a three-hour movie that I didn't really care about the story, but the characters were popping off the screen and everybody was acting, like, really well, and um, that was going on, okay, there too. But this movie, to me, did not have either one of those things. And so it really dragged on. And I, at various points in the movie, I was just like, where are we going with this? Like, right. who cares? Yeah. Who cares about this kid and his movie-making desires? You're not making me care about him. Um, so, overall, I'm going to say that I, I didn't I didn't really enjoy myself uh, watching the movie. Um, and I, I can't recommend it. Yes, you mentioned if you're into Steven Spielberg, of course, you should see this. 
but outside of that, I struggle to find who the audience who's really going to enjoy this film is. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, so, so I would say, I would say don't bother with the movie at all, but certainly I don't think you need to see it in theaters. You can, you can stream it when it, when it comes to that. Um, if you're, you're really interested, but. Well, and it's like, so I think a big misstep in this movie, and I mean, it's hard when you're talking about, I guess, semi-autobiographical because then it's like. Was this actually part of the story? Then they want to, they want to make sure it's in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then if it wasn't, it's like, well, what did you do this for? Right. For a movie at this point, that's like you know a long movie about a kid growing up who wants who's just enthralled by movie making and wants to get into it. We take this deep dive into the movie where there's a period where he loses that, mm-hmm. like through you know like life circumstances and stuff. And to me, that is such a paint-by-numbers story. Like, of course, in every movie where someone's passionate about something and it's their obsession, something has to come along and derail them for a period of time. And then we get kind of back into it. Like, And it was just kind of like, I just felt like that was a misstep for me. I couldn't, I wasn't following along with it. And every time, like, every time other characters in the movie started to get some time, and and kind of started to get me invested. We shoot right back to the main three characters of this movie, which is Sammy, Steven Spielberg, and the parents. <laughs> like, and there's times where the other siblings can kind of shine, and they're given a little bit to work with, and then they just disappear again. And I'm like, I it just was kind of jarring at times. For a family movie that's about a family, but then there's three members of the family who just kind of are there for a hot second at times mm-hmm. and then they're gone. So, and it's hard too because like, at points in this movie, every character is portrayed unlikable, and yep. all except for the dad, in my opinion. But like, I, it's hard because at times, like you were saying, I was like, who am I rooting for here? Mm-hmm. Like everyone. Everyone is being super selfish and a bad human being right now. Mm-hmm. Like so, who am I? And, and 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 that was especially true for like Michelle Williams. And it's like, at times you're supposed to feel so much for this character and what she's going through, but then a little bit before or right after that, it's like she's the most selfish person I've ever seen in a movie. And I'm like, how these two things can't ex- like I can't support this person. And then see, it's just hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Because mm-hmm. we're not talking about an action movie here or sci-fi or like a superhero movie where it's like, you know, you're kind of supposed to be into the characters, but they rely on all this other stuff, action sequences, CGI, all this kind of stuff to kind of push the movie along and carry it. This one's just story. So when the story stops hitting with you, it's like, ugh. Yeah. Um. One other thing that I did enjoy, uh, a little side character, the girlfriend of <laughs> Sam was, uh, I thought that she was, she had just a fun character yeah. that they threw in there to be Sam's girlfriend. Um, she's very uh, devout, well, I don't know if you can say <laughs> devout, she's very into Christianity in some ways, put it that way, but anyway, I thought she was really fun. Yeah. Um, 
And a question I have for you, Todd, is did you go and see West Side Story without me? No, I I um I caught most of it on HBO Max one night. I see. I watched I a little see. bit. No, I did not see it in theaters. But well, I knew you didn't see it in theaters. We would have definitely done that, but No, I caught um I caught the second half of it on TV. Gotcha. And I was like Everything I've said about that movie without seeing it is still true. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, as I watch the movie, I'm like, the performance of this movie, the performances are just people acting like the original actors mm. in this movie. And that's why I didn't like the movie. And I was, I was mad, avidly mad that it got nominated for Best Picture and stuff like that. And that people actually won awards for the movie because they're just doing... like I mean, there was no... Everyone was just doing what came before it. Like, right. But on the other side of that, I got to give credit where credit's due. The movie is beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. it is shot so freaking well. And and just the everything from the choreography to action sequences to just storytelling is done so well through the backgrounds, the sets, the lighting, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to give credit credits do but no i did not go to the theater without you okay well oh i've been honest when i do i i'm glad we cleared that up and i'm glad that we got this bonus review uh of the west side story directed by steven spielberg yeah Um, on hbo max if you feel like watching it yeah but if you've seen the first one you've seen this one right it's been a common problem for movies lately (laughs) all righty well, getting down to the important matters here, Matt. Yes. Um, how many uh, random monkeys would you give this movie? Um, as there is a random monkey introduced in this movie that is just ridiculously out of place to me. <laughs> Could not figure out why it was part of the movie unless it really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, zero being the worst because then you got no monkeys. And that's just not fun. Five being the best, because then you got a little little team, a little army of monkeys, and they're going to do your bidding and whatever that is. You could use your powers for good, or you could use your powers for evil. Yes. It's up to you, really. It's a fair point. Yeah. Well, the monkey also was played by a monkey called Crystal. Mm. Crystal the monkey. Nice. Um, maybe I should have mentioned that in the uh, Famous People segment. <laughs> that's true. But... Um, I don't know how famous Crystal is, and maybe Crystal will become more famous in the future based on... Maybe. And was, was this Crystal, which I assume is a, is a girl monkey, was playing a boy monkey? It's hard to tell, Todd. Ooh, it's hard to tell. That's deep on a lot of levels. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to give this movie two monkeys out of five. Mm. Um, it, it did not resonate with me, and it was too long. And so, uh, that's where I'm going to leave it. Two monkeys out of five. Random monkeys. Random monkeys, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for the first time in a while, Matt, we're, we're both on the money here. We're the same number in mind. Um, and honestly, it gets the only reason it gets up to two is because even though I was bored during some of the movie and I was questioning some of the choices that were made in story and acting... Almost at all times, I could be appreciating what I was visually seeing. Like, at no point was I like, you lost me here, this looks ugly, I'm completely out of the movie. 
I was definitely minus the story into every shot that I saw because I just thought it looked really, really good and really, really cool. Mm -hmm. so, um, which I think just like kind of says something about Steven Spielberg. I mean, I, I don't think there's anyone out there who thinks Steven Spielberg is a hacker or anything like that. But <laughs> right. thinking about like the, like, so the difference between a movie like don't worry, darling, where aesthetically things look kind of cool but thinking about the shots that Steven Spielberg kind of do, like where it's like things look cool and aesthetically it looks good, but then there's a whole other level to it of framework and lighting and stuff that yeah. just really sets it above. Right. Um, and I, that's the reason why this gets a two. Like without, if, if, if it was more phoned in and it wasn't <laughs> such a passion project, I'd be like, come on, Steven, I expect better of you. Yes. Wow. That's fair. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, where we watched The Fablemans, and uh, we gave it an, an average rating of two random monkeys out of five random monkeys, which is not a great score, and I think we'd say, if you're not a Steven Spielberg lover, uh, you could probably pass on this one. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's that's where we'll... we'll sign off for the evening thank you all listeners for listening and subscribers for subscribing and we will see you next time da 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 da